What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, episode 32. As always, I am James Fairchild. Aaron is missing. I am Jared Scott. <laughs> I'm Joseph. How are y'all doing? Aaron, um, Aaron's not here. Aaron's not here. It's the white boys tonight. I'm sorry to our listeners. <laughs> so if you thought shit was going to be With basic that being before. Said, we're, Aaron's, Aaron's probably whiter than me or James. So He did. He did grow up in a, a more white area of town, I would he, say. He definitely didn't experience the things we did. But we miss you, Aaron, he, and we wish you were movies. here. About it, I'm sure. He has seen documentaries. He's seen documentaries about it. I've seen Georgia on the map. It's purple. <laughs> he always gives me shit at work. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm not from the north side. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, dude, shut up. It's called a taco, Aaron. How do you not understand that? <laughs> All right, well, Aaron can't stick up for himself tonight, but that's not you know any different. How you been, Jared? All right, so the first thing I wanted to talk about. No, hang on. I just, before it's, that, it's how have you shitty. been in general? Oh, in general, I'm great. You know, I, I mean, got, I haven't got to be on a podcast with you in a while. I don't have anything to complain about. Shit's going pretty well. Good. But what is shitty? What's shitty is that I all like the last three days I've wanted sushi. And I really like Sakura sushi. And it, it's, it, it pays off because Kaylin's pregnant. She doesn't really want a lot of food and or like a, a lot of specific food. But she was like, yeah, I'll do Sakura. So we get there. And apparently between the 11th and the 13th, Sakura doesn't have sushi. And it was really, I was, I read that and it was like super fucking sad in a, in a first world kind of way. You do, you do realize there are better sushi places in Amarillo. Though. Yeah, but there's just something but about. But that's your thing. Yeah. That's well, your and thing. And that's not even my best, like my, my favorite place to go for sushi. It's just, it was like, I like Sushi House. I like Bangkok. I like Rain. Bangkok, Tokyo is pretty yeah. good. Do you like Young's? Sushi no, because the I've only heard of three people that have eaten there, and they did not give very good reviews. Really? Yeah. Because that's probably the two best places to eat sushi in Amarillo, which we are in Texas, and being in Amarillo at the top of but Texas. But we do have a, we have a heavy you know Asian influence. Yeah. No. In uh, sushi House and uh, Youngs are actually my two favorites. Sushi, sushi House places. is the best. Sushi House is good, but Kalen hates almost everything from Sushi House. That's it's, it is sad. So anyway, so as I'm reading this. And you know those moments when you're reading or you're experiencing something and you have a thousand different thoughts in that split second? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm reading it and I'm having that thousand different spots and I'm getting ready to turn around and say, well, they're not, they don't have sushi, let's go. And I turn around and a bird fucking shits on my head. <laughs> <laughs> like directly? Like directly on, on my fucking bald spot <laughs> and it's just oh you weren't wearing a hat or nothing no no it's got you and targeting so, well and here's the thing and this is at like 5 30 and so i'm like oh i guess it's gonna start raining early or snowing early and so what do i do i'm like oh it's just water nope it's a big fucking pile of shit and i can see the the dove seeds and stuff in it that didn't get processed and oh my my That's a oh, shitty day it that was is, a that shitty, is a shitty day that was pretty shitty um to be specific. My first date with my ex-girlfriend that happened to her. You remember me telling you this about Tammy? <laughs> we we went on a date at uh, Meta Park. We were going to have a picnic. And, uh, <laughs> at the Meta Park? Yeah, with all the homeless people. In <laughs> That's ge- a great in choice. Ge- yeah. <laughs> great choice. Yeah. Oh. Well, dude, Young Joseph. <laughs> like, like I said, ex-girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, we so we're there, and it's probably like start of fall i think it's like september or something like that yeah Mm -hmm. and uh we were out there and we're sitting there on the little uh 
blanket. Just kind of. I was gonna say uh, eating our lunch or whatever. And, heroin needles. And and she yeah the heroin needles, <laughs> uh, the leftovers from Northwest Texas Hospital like the the leftover skids that <laughs> frequent that park. Um, we're sitting there and we're just looking at each other and, and a bird just shits on her right shoulder, <laughs> and like from high up too. We never even saw the culprit, and you know we you know obviously. Our, our paths did not connect. We did not work out. We dated for about eight months or whatever, and then, and then went our separate ways. But from her point of view, you got to feel bad for her because like, it's a first date. You're trying to get to know somebody, and you get shit on by a bird. That's a sign. That is a sign. Get the fuck out and, and run And he takes you me. to a picnic. It's just, she's like, oh my gosh, did she's taking me to a picnic. Did you at least clean it off? Did you clean it off? Kind of, yeah, I helped her clean it off. We laughed about it. And it was like in her hair, and it was kind of funny. It was gross. And it was mm. like, <laughs> man, I can't believe I stuck around for eight months for this shit, literally. <laughs> it started out shitty, it ended shitty. Yeah, it did. She was crazy. Nucking futz. I'm glad she got shitted on by a bird. I think we've all been shitted <laughs> on by a bird at one point in our life. A bird is probably one of the most docile I've animals to ever shit on done me. That. I've never, never been shit on by a bird. I've, you know, you see the flock of geese, flock of seagulls. Uh, they would fly overhead in their little triangular formation. Yeah, I, I see that. And I'm like, oh god damn it, not today, not today. <laughs> not okay, to- I'm good. Not today, Satan. Have you ever been attacked by a bird? <laughs> yes. I, okay, I've had geese get angry, but just scare them off. Just act bigger than they are. They the do most, that thing where they raise their yeah. wings like, like, oh, intimidate you, I will. <laughs> the most intimidating geese in town reside at Thompson Park. For sure. Oh, they, those yeah. geese don't yeah. give a fuck. No. They will attack the shit out of you. The goose, the ganders, what have you, whatever verbiage you want. Yeah. Those, yeah, are, those geese are mean. They are mean. They're mean. They, they, you know, they. But think had a about hard it. Life. They're, they're hardened. They live on the north side. They're, they're, they're not as. They're not as privileged. Look, man, they get shit thrown at them all the time. Yeah, they're not as privileged as the geese on the south side of town. <laughs> I'm sure people try to boil their cousins. Have you read Boiled Goose? So anyway, Disgusting. what's our first topic on <laughs> flavor of the week? Well, to to uh, other than geese, to kind of shift into a sad, somber, somber topic. Friday star. This is sad. Tommy Tiny Lister is dead at age 62, and he's also known as Zeus from his wrestling days. Yep. You Tiny know. Zeus Lister. Debo. Debo oh. has passed. And you know, Debo was he's here a, last he's year. He's in this music video that's randomly playing oh, behind shit, us. What is. the fuck? As a, as so, a country western star. If you're, li- if you're listening right now, we have random things playing behind us. We didn't pick this. And there's some video playing, and Debo happens to be front and center. What is this, James? Oh, Sublime. Sublime. Oh, this is Santeria. This yep. is a Santeria music video. Oh, what a great time. I guess, How does that I guess happen? I, that is weird that that just happened. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen this video. Well, you're hearing first your our, uh, Bomb City Locker Room Talk Reacts video podcast. <laughs> That's <laughs> our new segment. That but that is weird. That, that is, is weird. weird that, uh, but yeah, I mean, Debo is gone. And uh, what better fitting way the first full day that he does pass is on a Friday. Right. That was fitting. And he made so much money off of that movie after the film was made and was, was you know, brought to our lovely theaters. I mean, he was, he was such a legend for that role and character that he played. He was here last year in Amarillo 
a guy yeah. I know, Chino, he brought him here yeah, he to do an appearance. Chino the Hustler. He did a... Shout out. Yes. Thank you for all the merchandise that you sell because... Acquire somehow. Hey, man. <laughs> it saves me money. No, I mean, I, I bought from him. Yeah, he, he brought him... I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I got jerseys and glasses. Right. Really great price. Chino the Hustler. If you know who we're talking about, hit him up. Yeah. Debo signed uh, autographs at the mall last year. So that was pretty cool. I didn't get to go, but... Nah, I didn't either. He's I, a legend, I though. He, I heard he showed up at a... What's the club on Western and Olsen? MJ's Coconuts? MJ's, yeah. Yeah. I guess he was there for a little bit, too. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, Is you know, MJ's the new, like, hip place? I think it's just the only thing that's, like, more of a club atmosphere that they have because Guitars and Cadillacs got shut down. Midnight Rodeo got shut down. Well, it's, that's a church now, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, Midnight yeah, Rodeo, yeah. the building. Rope a hoe to save a hoe. MJ's is kind of like Mulligans. It's that type of vibe. It's like for the younger crowd, you know, they've they've got hip hop playing the whole entire time, and they've got pool tables and things like that. I don't think anything will beat it's, peak Grams. Oh God, no Grams. We used to go there all the time. Yeah. Me and James would go to Graham Central Station as ye- uh, youngins. We were eighteen and nineteen. Oh, and we would. Uh, this is completely disgusting, and I'll <laughs> just go ahead and say it. Uh, you know, obviously we didn't have fake IDs, and we couldn't um, couldn't get in. We well, no, we got in, but we couldn't pay for alcohol. Yeah, so we would watch people pay for drinks, set their drinks down at their tables. And we would be like, we were opposite roofiers. Instead of going up and fucking with your drink, we stole it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was only 18 to get in now that our... Yeah, know, we, we yeah. got in just fine. We just couldn't... There was always yeah. that weird guy dancing in the cage. There was Yeah, there was an older guy that would always be there when we were there. And I'm sure he was there every night just dancing in the cage by himself. Yeah. Just having a blast. Uh, but you mean to say the two of you neither n- never just jumped in and were like, "Hey, man, I did, let's do this." I didn't get in the cage. I got <laughs> on the platform at like midnight, Rody in the Piranha Room a couple times, just blitzed yeah. out of my mind. I think we've all been um, there. Yeah. But back on <laughs> Tiny Lister, uh, he passed away, and from reports are sounding like he may have caught in COVID again. His family last talked to him uh, on the eighth, and his body was found on the tenth. And uh, he had reports of not feeling well, reporting COVID-like symptoms. He had canceled. A, a sh- uh, he was supposed to do an event on the 11th. He canceled that in advance. And then his family found him passed away in his home on uh, December 10th. And he is most famously known for being Debo. Uh, he also appeared in Lil Nicky, which is yep. a, as one of the brothers, yeah. uh, one of the- Cassius. Yep. And... Uh, you know, he had a wrestling stint career. He was known as Zeus in the early '90s. He he fought with Macho Man, Randy Man, Macho, Rand, Macho, Macho Man, Man Randy, Randy Savage. Savage. Goddamn! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Pain! And then what? What, what did he do? He was like a, a bone saw oh, is yeah. ready in Spider Man. Dude, oh man! Which we we can talk about that too later. But it just. Uh, it sucks. It sucks. COVID's taking a toll on a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, he's just another one. And then I heard uh, driving back from Denver today, Charlie Pride died today. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. Of COVID. Uh, Charlie Pride, I didn't even know. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know Charlie Pride was still alive. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought he passed for some reason. He was what the first I was having a Mandela effect about that one. Mainstream African-American country artist that really. I mean, big. other than 
I mean, as far as mainstream, in my and correct me if I'm wrong, the only two African American country Western artists that really broke out, Charlie Pride and Darius Rucker. Is there anybody else that comes to mind? Cowboy Troy. There was, I was about to say, Cowboy. there was one more. <laughs> what's, one well, what's, what's the one that does a, uh, what's the new kid? It's not country, though. Oh, I um, want to take my horse down the old town road. I thought that was Billy Ray Oh, Lil Nas X. Well, yeah, Lil Nas X. And then. But he's not country. The new, the new fella who, who sung at the, uh, the Cowboys halftime show. The new fella. No, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. On Thanksgiving. What is, yeah, he's, he's really good. What is his name? Brianna would He know. started out as a YouTube singer yeah, and yeah. he got a lot of fame and, and attention from Justin that. Bieber no no uh he's got a really he's got a good voice the guy does I yeah don't, I, don't I know exactly what you're talking about I can't think of his name but as far as that comes to mind Charlie Charlie Pride and Darius Rucker are the two that really have stood out for the African-American culture and country music Charlie Br- Pride obviously having multiple years and years and years and decades of success it's just it's tragic that he passes away of COVID. I'm sure he was in his he had to have been in his nineties, right? Eighties or nineties. Yeah. I, the, think he the, was, I thought he was in the seventies. But it's what I read that he was in. I, I don't know. I, know. I, I mean know. he probably was in his nineties and looked yeah. like he was in his seventies. Yeah. Black black don't crack. You know what I mean? Kane so. Brown is the guy Kane that, Brown. that yeah. performed the Thanksgiving halftime show. Yep. Never heard of her. Yeah. He's not bad. You know, you brought up Darius Rucker when we did our my wife and I did our um our honeymoon in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. And in across the river or whatever it is, I think it's like Mount Pleasant. There is a little bar restaurant thing on the beach called Windjammers, and that's apparently where Hootie and the Blowfish got started. Yeah, okay. and Windjammers had the best cheeseburgers I've ever had in my life, hmm. hands down. They like they cooked them and then they like boiled them in the ch- chili mix, and then put chili on top. Oh, that sounds amazing! Best burgers. Yeah, he's a he's best a South burgers. Carolina Gamecocks alum. Yeah, he's. He's big in that southeastern area of the world. People like him. Oh, yeah. I love some Darius Rucker, man. Dude, yeah, I love his music. He, he got a lot of flack when I he, love Hootie he, too. Hootie. I, he got a lot of flack when he he left uh, you know alternative rock to become a solo country artist, but he he had success in it. And it's it's kind of the same thing with uh, Aaron Lewis. You know, Aaron Lewis, yep. uh, the lead singer of Stained, uh, started his own southern country rock career. More country. Probably more country than Darius Rucker, but and that was what was more true to his his style, yeah, and what he really how he wanted really to wanted to do. Yeah. And like that song, if you listen to Aaron Lewis's song, uh, "Country Boy," he the story in it that has I think it has um, George Jones singing the backup vocals. I think so. Yeah, um, yeah I think but you're right. he's telling the story of how he how he felt as the lead singer in Stained. Being in Southern California, you have to lose you have to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You have to do all these things. You got to leave that woman you're with. And he was, you know, the song goes, you know, well, and a couple extra pounds really never hurt because a country boy is all I ever be. And that's he just he likes performing nowadays country music and acoustic stain songs. Which acoustic stain is great. Oh yeah, Aaron. Have you ever got to see Aaron Lewis perform? He's been here twice. I think, I think maybe three times. Yeah, he's, he's coming. I've seen him once at the Globe News Center. I feel like I've seen him. I saw him. In, I feel like I saw him in Lubbock on one of the the FX like big tours or the big concerts that they had. It, he's really good. I like back I like in the Aaron early Lewis. thousands. I've, I've always liked Stained yeah. too. Yeah, I've always liked Stained as well. They're, his, they're they were a good band for their time. Is, yeah. His voice is just one of those that it's it's so comforting to listen to, mm-hmm. and you just you find yourself wanting to sing with him, but then you I always stop because I'm like I'm not going to sound this well. I just and, like and see to and him. I'll say this as far as Darius Rucker goes, I really don't care too much for Hootie and the Blowfish 
but man, I can jam out to some Darius Rucker country. He makes some good songs. Like it led me here to this, and some of those songs, like man, I I like him better as a country artist than I did with Hootie. I don't. There's nothing that Hootie does that I'm really kind of like, oh yeah. It's, I I feel the same about Hootie as like I really don't like some of those '90s bands like REM. Alternative, yeah, kind of, yeah. I love the alternative. There scene. are some. There are some like Marcy Playground. I like them. I like. Uh, it's you just know, so Third Eye Blind. I like Matchbox Twenty. I like Third Eye Blind. It's so broad though. The '90s alternative, but like bare naked, bare naked ladies and Hootie and the Blowfish. I just kind of never. Eh, REM. I, I don't. I liked like, REM. No, not me. They're they're kind of my pearl jam of alternative. Smashing rock. Pumpkins. I mean, Smashing Pumpkins is good. I wouldn't put them in that category. They're. I would say they are. They are in tall. They are alternative rock, but they are better than anybody of those people that I've just. Yeah, said. they are. They they sustain success a lot longer. Matchbox Twenty. What about what about Blues Travelers? No, Blues Travelers. I never got into them. Yeah, that, that's that's one I would associate with uh, Hootie. I figured, didn't, I, didn't, I, that I, guy, I figured that didn't that guy, the lead together. singer for Blues Driver, like he went like on some low speed car chase and they found like, this was many, many years ago, like early 2000s. They found like <laughs> over 500 rifles in his trunk of his car and like tons of ammunition. I don't know. And he, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's shit a thing. on meth or something. I think he was just like, I'm just going home. You know what reminds me? <laughs> I just left the your, your I face, just left the Walmart and I'm just going the, home. I'm just going home. No, I think that's what it was. Like you can look that up. I don't think he was doing oh, anything man. illegal, and they he never got arrested for it. But he did get like some low speed chase, and they found like all this fucking rifles and ammunition. He was just like, I like guns, and I'm like, every all time, I can think of is Ron Swanson. God damn, I love this country. <laughs> every time I hear a harmonica, I think of yeah, blues traveler. Yeah. yeah. Like that little bebop and scat that they would used to do. Okay, so I heard a, I heard a, since we kind of talked on country, I heard the the D going through Dallas or whatever that is. What do y'all think of that? Oh, song? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that it was a I Don't thought that it was a derogatory song called Big D in Dallas. Getting getting <laughs> getting deed in Dallas or something. But getting dick down in Dallas. I've yeah, but that's not this. the name. That's not the song. It's about like a divorce or something, right? So what is this? Is this a new song? Yes, it's a, it's a song that sounds like every other Texas country style song, okay. but it's 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 dirty, kind of like Wheeler Walker Junior style. Mm-hmm. See, this one it's this good. one I heard wasn't wasn't a dirty song. You like it, James? Yeah, I like it. Okay. I didn't think it was Texas country though. I thought it was more like traditional country. I think we may be thinking of a different song. While James is looking for that, we would like to give a huge shout out to the guys over at Rocket Brews. We absolutely adore their drinks. We adore their faces. Most importantly, we adore the fact that everything that you drink there is delicious. Hmm? There's not a bad thing. I remember I used to always have a hard time going to there like are Eskimo some, Hut. There are some things that are, not, that are not made for me because they're a little bit too sugary. I don't like sugar things. Oh, I know. But they have, <laughs> but they have things for pretty much everybody. Yeah. They, they have, if you don't like, like me, you don't like sugary drinks, they have a little bit more stout, a little bit more sour. Uh, basically anything you want. Have you tried uh, their espresso drink or their hot chocolate one that's, we, we that's had, out? We had just talked about that. Me and my wife had just talked about that, that we need to go have that because I heard that is really good. It is good. And I normally don't like anything cream-based with my alcohol. Like, I hate white Russians. See, I don't the, like, like I don't the cinnamon toast. You know, the cinnamon toast ones that, uh, what is that? The little creamy. Rum chata? Rum chata. Oh, okay. You don't like that? No, man. I can't I think do anything cream I think based. that's my growing up on the north side is I like rum chata and like I like some mudslides and 
white Russians and things that like that. That makes sense why like Eric likes it cuz he adores like Baileys and stuff like that. See Baileys I don't like. I don't like and people are like, "Oh, well, you like Irish shit. Why don't you like Baileys?" Well, it's just not good. That's well, not, right now the same thing. until the end of the month, they they will have a couple hot drinks with two shots. Cinnamon coffee and hot chocolate. That's the kind of the month special right now. So yeah, make Rocket sure you go Brews. check out Rocket Brews if you're listening. Uh, Rocket Brews, for those that don't know, they're located at Emerald Boulevard and I believe Wilson. Yeah. Uh, right there at the corner, right right near the Tootin' Totem at uh, Emerald Boulevard and Mirror, just a little bit east of that. Go check them out. Uh, tell them that you heard of them through the Bomb City Locker Room Talk podcast. I'm sure Alex would be glad to hear that. I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, transition to our next flavor of the week. First COVID vaccines are being expected to arrive in Amarillo, Texas on Monday. Oh, wow. Uh, they're going to be handed out uh, to BSA and Northwest Texas, Northwest Texas Hospital first, excuse me, um, to provide to frontline healthcare workers. Um, as many people know that I've said on this podcast, I'm a paramedic for the city. Uh, Northwest is being generous enough for our company to allow us access to vaccines as well, being the paramedics for the city of Amarillo. Uh, I am able to start getting a uh, vaccine for COVID nineteen here next week, and it's two and in, two and in, two injections. Right? Both of there's so there's two different band, bands, brands, um, companies that are selling these. One is like not how oh, it was. It, it starts with a P. Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first one. Um, that is the most re, the the one that has been approved by FDA first. Uh, it is in lower quantity, um, and the other one is called Moderna. They are both requiring to be uh, two-cycle shots. So uh, the Pfizer one, you get your shot, and then you come back three weeks later. Uh, the Moderna one, if you get that one, you come back four weeks later. And neither of these are actual, like what most people would think of vaccinations, where they give you a little bit of the virus, right? These no. are completely different this, this vaccinations. See, and what it is, and everything that I've been able to research about this vu- uh, vaccine, is it is a uh, derivative. It's basically singling out um, everything I've read. It, it molecularly levels down to like the common cold. It's been genetically modified from the common cold to fit COVID-19. You're not being injected with COVID. You're not being injected with any type of specific virus. But it is helping your body build up anti uh, antibodies for COVID-19, they've been able to go in and single that out. But it is not, no, you're not getting injected with a light version of COVID. Um, the problem, the side effect a lot of people are having with this, uh, it does cause some very, very bad flu-like symptoms for almost two to three days. Um, f- fatigue, fever, malaise. Um, we, in our email at work to take this vaccine, uh, we've actually been instructed to make sure that we schedule at least 48 hours off duty if we do get the vaccine because they know that we're probably going to have to, you know, call in sick. So it's, it's not just, mandatory for your company. It is not mandatory. Um, I, I don't even think it's, it, it's it, from, for our company, you know, Northwest is being gracious enough. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody at Northwest yet. Uh, I just got the email while I was out of town. Um, I know that we're able to take it. It's not mandatory, but if you want to sign up for a list and they'll get you in to get it. Um, but you have to make sure that you're off for 48 hours, um, prior to getting this vaccine. Uh, I don't know the rules and regulations for Northwest. I'm assuming they're similar because they know that it's going to make people feel like crap. My question to you gentlemen, 
not being healthcare providers was something that was approved in such a short time span that I know a lot of people have problems with. I, for one, as a healthcare provider, don't have a problem with it. I, um, with it being approved by the FDA, I'm fine with that. That I, I will take this vaccine. Um, that, that multiple other healthcare providers, physicians, people with a lot more letters next to their name are backing this up and going to be taking this as well. With that being said, if you have reservations about it, I can understand completely why you would. Um, but what, what are your thoughts on it? Do you, would, you, would you get this vaccine? Yeah, I think so. Well, and people forget that all this is, is they say COVID-19, they say coronavirus, but it's, it's a SARS offset virus. Yes, yes. And we've been working on a SARS vaccine since the initial SARS outbreak, what, 15 years ago? So I'm sure it has some sort of derivative yeah. of yeah. that, which is why they were able to, A, develop this vaccine so quickly. Uh, the thing about coronavirus, most common cold, SARS, uh, the flu, pneumonia, are all types of coronaviruses. Coronavirus. Um, they're hoping the hope is, is in the short amount of time that they've had with this vaccine to expose to people that have had it It has shown its effectiveness against COVID-19. So the good thing, it's kind of twofold, right? Like the good thing about this vaccine is that means it could potentially be better for maybe the common cold too. It could help you, uh, your immune system later down the line during the year too. Uh, there's just no way of knowing. Um, and but eventually, we're all going to take it. We're all going to have to have it every year. I, I think this you is going to be. Coronavirus. I think this is going to be a new seasonal type of thing. You're going to go in and get your flu shot. And yeah. You're going to get your COVID nineteen shot. You want those regular, vaccine. regular. You know. I get why people have reservations yeah. on it. I, as as someone who is a healthcare provider, I don't have that. I'm in the same mindset of like the people that are considered anti vaxxers I don't believe. That is a smart way of thinking, um, but I, I'm not going to tell somebody how to live their life either. I think uh, to have res- reservations of a vaccine that was developed in such a short amount of time um, is 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 human nature. Yeah, but we got to give it a chance if we want to get back to our my the, normal way of life. I will say this: as someone, I the only thing I because I've tried researching this vaccine i had covid right Uh, i wonder i haven't seen anything of how it affects people who have already had it because the thing is is so having covid19 i build up antibodies to the virus but once i have it that's just what your body does your immune system builds up antibodies to anything that gets introduced to your immune system that's foreign so and and studies have shown that those antibodies are going to wear off within about three months possibly. So I had it back in October. So that means probably by January, I could get COVID again, possibly. Um, and it could be worse, could be not as bad. I've heard both sides of it. People that have gotten it twice, it's either not as bad or it's 10 times worse. So yep. I don't want it again. So obviously I'm going to get the vaccine, but I have not been able to find studies yet anywhere online uh, or anywhere that shows what the vaccine Side effects are to people who already have antibodies in their system. Could it have a reaction to it? I don't know. Like that's that's the one thing that I want as somebody who's had COVID nineteen. I would like to see more of that information. I don't think they had anybody in any of their in any of their initial testing that 
fell underneath that category. That's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm that's the only thing that gives me I get why people have their own personal reservations. Yeah. That's, that's my your, that's yeah. my reservation with it is because I haven't seen enough studies of what does it do, what are the side effects of somebody that has already had COVID. Um I already have a weakened immune system, technically speaking, in general, anyway. So I'm I do have my reservations about it, but as someone using common sense and being a healthcare provider, I'm still going to go get it, but I'm just kind of, we'll cool. see. And I think it depends on the person. You know, you're 20 years old, in great shape. There's really a chance you don't need to, but if you were in a high risk group. I'm 33. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not in great not, shape. Not you. <laughs> well, not like, you. Yeah. You're going to die. Not, yeah. Yeah. But if you're in a high risk group, you know, I mean, I would say the, the, the risk of, taking the vaccine and having a mild side effect completely is better than getting COVID. Getting fucking yeah, COVID de- de- definitely. If you're listening to this as, as in this, I'm not a professional. I'm just a healthcare worker. <laughs> I'm just a podcast. I'm just a podcast side. guy with alcoholic beverage in my hand, but I, I, w- I would, I would, I would, I would completely agree with on J- Jared on this, that if you have, if you're, overweight if you're obese if you have heart problems if you have any type of renal insufficiency if you have any type of liver dysfunction if you have type 2 diabetes probably getting the flu for a couple of days flu-like symptoms for a couple of days is way better than ending up in the icu with COVID 19 because the one thing i have the majority of statistics are showing the majority of people that have passed away from this virus all had majority of them had diabetes so I, I think you have to weigh the bad with the good. But do you want to get Dick down in Dallas? Oh, gosh. Sure. Dick me down in Dallas. I need to hear this song. It doesn't make any sense to me so far. And it probably won't even after Clearly I hear you've it. Clearly, you've never been Dick down in Dallas. James, tell us what that's, what that's like. I don't know. I'm about to find out. Oh, he got Dick down in <laughs> Dallas once when we went to Thanksgiving football game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I did. And the Eagles beat the shit out of him 35 to 6. Oh, he got Dick down in Dallas. Put it in your mouth, didn't he? Go, birds. Oh, didn't think twice about Amarillo. And Denver. That's weird. Two, two cities I've been in within the last 48 hours. It does sound more real it than Wheel Walker. It sounds more Texas country. It sounds like Texas country. Every other yeah, song you yeah, fucking hear. Yeah. I like it. Tag teamed in Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, somebody saw what Wheeler Walker did and said, hey, I can make this sound more real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to hear this at Guitars. Why didn't we do this? We could have. Easily. Do we know anyone that can play instruments? No, but I guarantee I could pull off that accent if I had the backing music track you know what that's what we're gonna do in the next three weeks start looking Joseph, for the bomb Joseph, city the locker room talk country songs exclusive country songs <laughs> he's getting down his butt fucking raleigh and i'm all out in tennessee it ain't it's it's like creed right it's like what they did like ah we're gonna start as a christian rock band and then we're just gonna make the songs we want to make and make money off of it hey it's a genius move same thing same thing Okay, I like it. What's the guy's name? Trey Lewis. Trey Lewis. I'm not sure who this fella is, but he's going to... His name's Trey Lewis. He's got a great career ahead of him. 
I mean, no, I mean, like not. it's like, well, well, honestly though, yeah, if Wheeler Walker, shit, if Wheeler Walker Jr. can make decent movie or movie money <laughs> doing that, that guy sounds more real. You know what I mean? Like yeah, at but first, Wheeler, I thought this was some shitty version of a or just some shitty new Texas country because they all sound the fucking same. Now, yeah. now Wheeler does have some good songs and music that sounds authentic, like every other country song you've ever heard, especially like, new stuff that, that that's out on the radio. But he's but he has also stuff that's way out there. But Wheeler Walker is more of like what I would expect to hear when I'm driving in Grand Theft Auto and turn on the radio. You know, it's that satire. It's very making fun of everything. Yeah, but the memes are right. Grand Theft Audio Radio is better than radio. Oh, I 100% agree. 100%. 100% like, agree. If you made that meme, it, you, you didn't really make that meme. No one made that meme. This is, this is one made, of the... I think all the great memes that we see now is an AI somewhere. And it's just of, bot generated. We're living in a simulation, so it doesn't matter. 100% agree with that. that. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. This is one of his more serious is this songs but it's not is all this that your serious. music video that we're reacting to yeah you i think you have to no. pick this yeah all right we'll, we'll choose this one see his his accent just sounds like somebody trying to make fun of it kill fee oh i've heard this <laughs> this is a fire truck that it's got not me. that serious though you just got to keep listening. Uh, yeah. It's a build up. It is I've a heard slow the song. Yeah. Such a serious video. And he can play the shit out of a guitar if you don't know. He's a, he's a pretty good artist. Love it, Wheeler. <laughs> Keep it coming, brother. Figure it out. Figure it's, so, out. it's so sincere. It is. The music video is so serious. It's high quality. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's high quality. It is. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot He's of three second at, you know he, he B roll re- shots and him walking. And he reminds me of the uh, he's like the country Stephen Lynch. <laughs> Is who Wheeler was. But even before Wheeler, it was, it was, you know, David Allen, or what's his name? David Allen Coe. You know, back in the day, he had his really oh, raunchy, really raunchy. raunchy parody music. Yeah. And this is a modern version. <laughs> I just love it. I don't know why. Almost over. Because you know, if you're not, if you're just an average listener and you come across this, you're immediately thinking, "Man, this is gonna be my new jam." You know, like I'm gonna learn all the lyrics to this song, and then because I age like shit. Great. And then this would be the perfect fit. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Wheeler Walker Jr. You know what? So I think, depending on what your music video is, mine will fit that in the sense of the music video does not match the song a hundred percent. So maybe 100%. that'll be the theme for today. All right. Um, what's next on the list? Well, chicks roll. Chicks do roll. Shout out to Vanderbilt Vanderbilt kicker, Sarah Fuller to become the first woman to score in a power five football game. Now, did her score net them a victory or are they? zero and nine. Cause I didn't even check to see if they won. Did, uh, did the new interim coach, 
lead them to their first victory of the year, or I, are they still just as shitty as they were? Except, well, they're they're still as shitty as they were. Okay, they're not. They haven't been any good forever, but well, kudos uh, how, to her for her long, score. How long was her field goal? They got it was an extra point. Yeah, okay. Point after attempt, it was it was good, and it wasn't you know the prettiest, but it went through the uprights. So kudos to her. First power five, you know, female. Regard, I've seen a lot of people be shitty to her in this whole situation on Twitter, um, making comments about like, man, she's fucking terrible, and like, this is fucking stupid. Don't do this. What? What are we doing this? And, and and the thing is, is yeah, it may have not looked good technique wise, um, but it did go through the uprights. Yep. And what it does say as a father to a little girl. It does, it does feed that narrative narrative of, fuck them, you do you you can do whatever you want to do. And I, I'm I'm proud of that girl. She might not be good, but from a statistically speaking, you know, fundamentally sound kicker. But she's probably better than a lot of kickers in college right now. Yeah, like a ton of them. I mean, I, for her to become a starter in a power five conference for a power five football team like Vanderbilt. It's a big her. deal. Good for her. Van- Vanderbilt's never been very good, like we said, but she she really tore down some barriers and she's, made it cool for girls to be a part that, of football. She's opening doors, right? Like, she's opening doors. Like, I think it may not happen in our lifetime, but I really do think one day you will, and maybe it will, maybe it will happen in our lifetime. I think one day this is this is the door opening for one day happening a female quarterback starting for a college football team. I don't, I don't, I personally could never see that happening I outside think, of being a kicker. I don't see how a female could, but, but don't you, th- but wouldn't you agree that this opens a door though? Right. It gives, yeah. it gives, it gives the conversation a possibility of having, it opens the conversation. Like let's, let's just see. I, all I'm saying is, is if she's allowed to do this start and have, Success, whether you want to call this success or not, we can argue about that. But to to start, make an extra point, right? Contribute to her team. Now it opens the conversation for what other positions could a woman play if she wanted to. There haven't. She's not the very first female kicker. There have been five or six before her, but not at this level. No, they they've been at you yeah. know the group High of five school. or or you know division 2 level but not at the highest you know division 1 power 5 conference level this is the very first instance where a female has stepped on the field and actually scored a point and actually kicked a ball in a game so kudos to her and for the coaches coaching staff to make it happen why why do you say you feel like that could never happen and i i do i know personally know why you feel that way but i want you to explain your reasoning i think the it. only reason why is because by the time they get to college, the majority of the athletes have 15 years, roughly 10, 10 to 15 years of playing that in a high, high stress. But, but that's high what stakes. I'm saying. What, what, what this opens that realm of conversation for a young girl to start. I mean, obviously she would have to have be allowed on the field at middle school, high school to do that. But I'm saying this opens – all I'm saying, this opens the conversation. That's all I'm saying. We, we've had female athletes who have played football on the middle school level, the sub-varsity level. Once they get to high school, they kind of, you know, get discouraged. They stop playing. 
it would be cool to see a, a female athlete earn a starting position and hold that starting position all the way through her high school career and then maybe get a, some type of scholarship or even a walk-on at a division and, division and, two and i totally I, to- I totally get like the whole physically capable of doing something and i'm trying to be as most we don't really give a shit about being PC on this podcast ever, but I'm trying to be as least sexist as possible. We we under I understand uh, doing that job at the highest level is something completely different than. I'm not saying that a woman could start quarterback in Division One Power Five, but I think you will see before I die a woman playing quarterback in some type of college football. So do you think we should you go think to at the division one level? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not in my lifetime. I think it's possible in the next hundred years. Do you think football should open up into a uh, here's best two plays place? Here's, here's the thing. More women are gonna have to try out for it. That the reason why and, and we're not trying to not to make it a sexist thing, but the reason why uh like let's look at the fire department. Let's use that as an example, right? One of the only women that have ever worked for Emerald Fire Department retired recently, uh, over the last I think two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she retired at captain. That you know, it goes hoseman, driver, lieutenant, captain. Then you go into your chiefs. She was very high ranking. I knew that from the show Chicago Fire. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but but there hasn't been anybody. Since I think there was one or two girls in the academy recently that I know of, uh, didn't make it on. Um, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the story of why they didn't, but I, what I'm getting at is there's not that many women applying, right? So same thing applies for football. If you want to see more of that, more women need to get involved. And unfortunately, that's that's the that's the thing that can help hold women back is they're not getting into it. They're not they're getting not, into football. They're not getting into it. Which in isn't their, really fair to say that that's holding them back. No. But, but, I, but I get what you're saying. But, I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you love the fact that it's her saying, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I mean. I think that's the best part. I, I, I think it, it gives proof to, to little girls. If, if my daughter comes up to me, I want to be a football player someday. As a father, I'm going to help you do everything you can to attain that dream. If yeah. you don't, at least you tried. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, this, this I, does. I definitely don't think it's impossible, but, you know logically looking at it and statistically that's what i'm saying about it statistically the amount of physical skills and Mm skill set you need to play football is so different and that's what i'm saying between a male to have and female how how much how many how many recruits do a a a division one college allotted every year how many do they get roughly allowed to give out scholarships i think it very maybe no, oh, like just scholar, just scholarships. Or like every on Division varying? One college, I think, is allotted a certain. But I think there's like a certain finite amount, right? Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's so, a, there's so an what amount. I, what I'm saying is a salary cap. That's what I meant by that of not having that many women being interested in playing the sport. If they're only allowing so many scholarships, and there's only one woman to pick from a hundred thousand men. Statistically speaking, yeah, you won't see that. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's in that until we have, like you said, until we more have more women interested in the sport. Yeah. That's all. Then I'm you're saying. not going to get it. No. If you have a small, if you have a so, small yeah, pool from, to pull from, from the question you asked, James, quality. saying Division One, no, probably not because of that alone. Because and another reason, I mean, a, a female 
football athlete would need to have a significant amount of tape. By tape, I mean footage of them playing film, film throughout their high school career to even be considered give a shot. And that's the thing to have a shot to even be the, considered on scholarship or and the, a preferred walk on. The odds against that woman are going to be way higher, right? Uh, trying to compete against, like, uh, my wife has been watching something recently that kind of applies to this. Have you guys seen uh, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix at all, or heard about that? I've heard of it. Heard of it. So it's it's a it's a it's a show that it's a drama, but it the majority of it is this young girl that's trying to compete in uh in to become the best like chess player. Ooh. And this is takes place uh, from the. I think it starts with the late 40s into the mid 60s and uh definitely d- during those times where women aren't really allowed to do anything that the men do uh it it, it kind of it's kind of in that same realm of uh they have to push themselves even further like the the work ethic the the mama mentality we've talked about on this podcast the amount of work that that woman would have to put in to become a quarterback in division 1 football She'd have to outwork everybody times ten to even get acknowledged. Yeah, even to get acknowledged, she'd have, she'd have not. to have a solid high school career mm-hmm. to show that she's proven. Because yeah. every scholarship that's giving given to a young athlete, it's because they're somewhat proven based on what they the the production they've displayed throughout their high school career. So. What position? I could I could very much see maybe a, a a female quarterback at the high school level. Now whether or not she gets a scholarship at the next level, what, what as far I as, don't know as far as Division One goes. What is would be the next other position you could see a female not not necessarily dominating at, but excelling enough to play at that level? I would say offensive line. I'd say deep snapper, snapper. snapper yep. Definitely. Long snapper. Well, long snapper, or even center. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face I, it. That's what I'm saying. Offensive I don't know about yeah. center, but well, deep snapper, long and, and snapper. And here, here's why I say to reach teams. to reach that level of alignment requires a certain body mass, requires a certain body set. True. And strength you're going set against... and a base set. And there's if you're that person, regardless, you're a freak of nature. Regardless. And so there I've no doubt in my mind that there is bound to be a what woman about, that can reach I, that potential. I have one I have one a position that I think a woman could excel at maybe potentially someday. Wide receiver. Slot. Mm. Think about it. There's a lot of women that are maybe a little bit shorter, uh, but are yeah. tall taller for football standards, but are fast enough they could line up in the slot if you you've taught the mechanics to 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 catch a ball the way you would need to at a division one level. I could see wideout being yeah. a position that a woman yeah. could play and have success at. I mean, you think of someone like Randy Moss, who just barely had an ounce of muscle on Good him. It looked God, like, like a buck, but buck one eighty soaking wet yeah, in the NFL. He was six eight, and he had a long stride, and he could catch. He had and that's a, he had it. a huge catch radius. He was that's fast. It. If you're six foot eight, what, what, what was the line in a uh, signs? I've seen these Scandinavian women that can't <laughs> yeah. clear over houses. <laughs> but no, you know, I think, I think, yeah, I, I, I think that think easily wide receiver, makes sense. Wide receiver yeah. for sure, I think could be the next position that could be played. Or I think the, that or, would be. I think that would not, be before. if not wide out defensive, defensive back, being being shorter but being able to maintain speed. 
I, I could see a woman excelling at corner. Yeah. I mean, nothing is impossible. I, I could very, very well see that happening. And, and we're just, we're basing it on, a, not at a, on a consistent basis or a regular occurrence. I just don't see it. I, I hope there's, I, and, and I, I agree with you. I just hope, uh, a for our listeners and then B, I hope there's some girl out there that's going to just prove us all wrong. There will be, there will so. be. And, and, and like I said, it's nothing is impossible, and that's very much a possibility. But it being a mainstream thing and happening on the regular, it just I don't see it. I don't see the w- women getting that in into football. I mean, it, there hasn't been a large influx of, of women who have tried to play throughout the years. It's very minimal. It's very okay. I'm very gonna br- small. I'm going to bring something up here. Well, I thought you were and getting this is probably this is probably going to get really uncomfortable not really uncomfortable but uh i'm gonna bring a i'm gonna throw a left curve here if women if 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 a man can go undergo which i don't consider this therapy but trans therapy or convergence or whatever to become a woman and fight in you know mixed martial arts competitively there should be no reason that a woman cannot go do her damnedest to excel at football like I, I, I don't understand how a man is allowed to fight women because they're a transvestite. I don't agree with that. That's just me personally. I don't. I, I think well, and I think if we judge it just by the fact of him, she, whatever it is. One, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It. Like if people are okay with that, they better not have a problem with a woman lining up at quarterback or kicker or wideout. Oh or yeah. back. Yeah. I think that the people that don't have a problem with it wouldn't have a problem with the opposite. I just don't think that I there's that so. many. I don't think that there's that many. But do you many. see where I'm coming from? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, I think, is bullshit yeah. because – and, and to, to, it kind of plays into what James is getting at here. Genetics and, and being a man and with testosterone do play a part in playing football, right? That's what, that's what you're getting at. Yep. That's why you don't feel that a woman could excel at that. But if they're letting men transition to women, I'm sorry – it's medically scientifically proven women women men that are trannies and i'm gonna call it spade like i see it they still produce testosterone okay that's still being so you're saying they, they it's have not to, fair for them to be able to compete at that hell level. no and hell that's no. the thing i don't think that the at a competitive level i mean yes there are there are supplements men, you can take to to lower your testosterone output and and up estrogen i get that i totally get that but it's still a naturally occurring chemical and to fight a woman. And we've seen that happen recently over the last two years where a trans man, which what would that be? Right. That would be a trans woman, right? If it was a man, now that's a trans woman. I don't know how that goes, but, but we've seen them win competitions. And to me, that is completely unfair, but seeing Sarah Fuller out here, kick an extra point. Like I think that's, I, I, you, you're way more badass than that person in my opinion. Yeah, she's awesome. Hands down. I have more respect for you. Uh, and if you listen to this and you're part of the trans community and I, that was disrespectful, so what? I think that's cheating. That's how I view that. I mean, at, male athletes from the age of 18 to 22, those, that's the, the, the age range of college athletes. That is their absolute peak. Peak. Not, 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 I'm not, not going to say absolute, but it is, it is that, rising that's, towards that's, their peak. You're not, you haven't had the downward spiral yet as far as like somebody in their thirties, right? Your, your, your recovery time is yeah. super quick. 
your your strength is is as high as it's ever going to be in your lifetime and it's just so much that the difference between a male and female at that age is very big there's a huge gap that's why i don't feel like women can't competitively uh, be a part of a, I get of a sport it, it, that is so physically demanding i get that when there's such a big gap for sure i t- i totally get that um but I do think that we will see women that are able. I, I'm not saying. I think I think you'll see someone that can break that barrier. Yeah, I think there will be, but I don't think it it will happen at the highest. That, level. I I think when you when I first asked the question, you were reading into that that there would be multiple women eventually to do this. No, no, no. I'm saying I think I I would I could see one breaking through to be a quarterback one day. And if you're a fan, a movie buff, that are, that's already happened. Go back. Watch Starship Troopers. Oh, I thought we were going to go Demi Moore with the, what was it when she was a Marine? The stripper to a Marine or whatever? G.I. Jane. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, you know, there was a, what was it? The movie, um, the, not the Roughnecks, um, football movie from like the 70s or the 80s, and she's a kicker. The guy from Quantum Leap is in it. Oh. It's not The Longest Yard, is it? No. The old one with Burt Reynolds? No, it was like the Roughnecks. Roughneck. It was the Roughneck or I something. I think vaguely I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They they were green. She was hot. Well, cool. We finally caught up to the 70s. We did. Good. What's next, James? Well, former Israel space security <laughs> chief. <laughs> okay, so fuck you, Aaron, because Aaron always says, God, we got to talk about aliens every week. Hey, it's, it's not. that it's, shit is always it's happening not, in the We news. always want to talk about aliens. It's because something with aliens gets brought up every fucking... And it's like I've said... They're feeding. We're like guppies. They're giving us larger bites as we go along. And here the it is. Guppies. This is the big one. This is insane to me, James. Start from the top, please. Just, just read the whole thing verbatim, and we're gonna read along with you. So that way, if you fuck up, we'll condescend you. Well, the former Israel space security chief says extraterrestrials exist, and Trump knows about it. A galactic federation has been waiting for humans to reach. A stage where we will understand. Okay, I want to stop play, right there. Play that video real quick. Yeah. The, the, can you connect the yeah. audio to play that video we shared? Here's my only concern yeah. with that one statement. I have a hard time believing if Trump knew this shit, he'd keep his mouth shut. Yeah, he doesn't. He can't keep his mouth shut I about have anything. A hard time. I think. I, or, or I'd say, I'd say this. He has been keeping his mouth shut because of, but all the losing things and like the reelects. He's like, you know, it, it, it. I think at Trump at this point, could I could totally see him going. Well, I could have given you the aliens. information on the aliens, but I'm not going to do it now. I can't. They revoked I, that's clearance. something Trump would I can't. Do. Which would be the best thing that he could do at that point. So, Isn't it so many so people gonna, feel we're gonna, validated? We're going to play a, a news article that kind of explains this a little bit better. Aliens exist, and President Trump knows about it. That's according to Israel's former space security chief. In an interview with an Israeli right, newspaper, pause. he said... the. How much money are we giving Israel so that they can fund the space program? Well, or Israel itself. Like, I, I'm assuming Israel's sp- former space chief. That's got to be like a shack in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with, with a CB radio. And like, I think I heard something. I mean, there's space intel waves. In, in every major country, but Israel? Mm. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it would be very vast. So anyway, go ahead. They, they invest a lot of money in their Iron Dome, that's for sure, but that, not, not anything past that. Aliens have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach Till a stage today. where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. <laughs> NBC News Chief Global Correspondent Bill Neely explains this one. Yeah, please, Bill. Hi, Allison. Well, this is quite a story, and it comes from the man who headed... 
Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years. Hi, I'm the fact that he's British makes me believe him more. Yeah, I know, right? Like, if it was some just American saying. guy, you were just like, no, but he's British, he has an accent. Okay, I'll listen to this. Yeah, yeah. more believable. <laughs> Ashed is making the extraordinary claim that the United States and Israel have been in contact with a group of aliens for years, not immigrants, but extraterrestrials. <laughs> he has called them the Galactic Federation of Aliens. It's Star Wars. And he says President Trump is aware of the existence of these aliens and had been on the verge of revealing their secrets, he claims, but was asked not to do so by the Federation in order to prevent what he the calls mass hysteria. Well, the retired general says the U.S. and Israel have kept it from the public because, quotes, humanity isn't ready and the aliens don't want to reveal themselves until humanity can evolve, right, he says, and understand where is what the, I wanna, What I want to know is, is where is this Israeli guy now? Yeah. Does he have dementia and it, it, does he have somebody watching him? Because this is just very odd that he came out of nowhere. He's retired. He's retired. It sounds like he's just trying to feed into 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I just have a hard time with the whole, they're called, he calls them the Galactic Federation, but that they give a shit about what we're doing. I mean, I would assume. I just have a hard time with that. Because there even says, I don't know if he covers it in the video, but it even talks about later how the, the, the former chief or whatever was saying that, well, we had a contract with the aliens. And two years so the ago, aliens are signing a contract now. We created That's some stupid shit. We created the space force. I mean, for a reason. It, right? it, it's weird. It. I will say this: from everything that we've talked about on this podcast, how it seems like we're being kind of like guppy fed. That I've kind of mentioned this. Like, just there seems to be something every month for the last twenty four months. Something new has been coming out. You know, it starts with we're building space force, and then it was like, okay, this little dot that we showed uh, that was filmed in 2015 we're going to release this to public okay now um, okay uh, this is real we don't know what it is and then then it was it it seems like it's getting more and more like give them a little bit at a time because they're they're coming is what it sounds like and that's that's what I'm taking this as I'm not believing this guy one bit but the fact is, it seems like UFO and alien news is becoming more and more mainstream with every passing two months, I would say bi-monthly. I'm telling you, if I if I had to put money in Vegas, we're going to see aliens before December 31st, <laughs> God, 2021. So. That'd be great. 2021. I'd I think give it a full year. I think a lot of people are missing out on the fact that it was the Pentagon and the DOD that outright said, one, we have, we have seen these things. Yes. We don't, don't know, know what, what they are. And now the and they right have, there, they have we have the highest technology. And last week we material. talked about the, the. There was a thing last week that we, me and James talked about when it was just us. Uh, there the was cube this, thing, the triangular right? thing that just yeah. emerged from the ocean, yeah. and they shown that picture. And it's like we they were they even said about that we I've don't know we picture. don't know what the fuck that, that is. They were like we don't know what the fuck that is. Um, it's just it's just it's just a weird. matter of time, right? It's, and that's what I'm saying. I think is this Israeli guy crazy? Probably, yeah. but it just kind of it, it's par for the course of everything. But he's like heard. on his deathbed; he doesn't have anything to lose. He's just like fuck it. I'm just going to tell and everybody. That's the thing. That's the thing. What it, what is uh, you know we we talk about Joe Rogan all the time on this podcast. He's talked about DMT. DMT is the chemical that they believe releases in your brain right before you die. He might just be fucking out of his mind right yeah. now, just yeah. saying shit. Yeah. Which is probably the case. All I'm saying, it's becoming more and more in our face. Yeah. 
And then we have stupid shit like the monoliths where people automatically go aliens and then it gives absolutely no credence whatsoever. Okay, I didn't see that that thing had come out of the ocean. but That's what the fighter pilot said. Yeah. It arose from yeah. the ocean and when he was able to make the capture, uh, this was about 30,000 feet in the air. Which to me, it always made more sense that if they're here, they're in the ocean. Yeah. Which, which yeah, we, I mean, right? Total we've sense. only, we've, we've, we have studied as earthlings 5% of the known ocean. What was it like three days ago? They they announced that they discovered a completely different fish. It's like we'd never seen it before, and we just happened to see it. Oh yeah, that happens. Okay, cool. Pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot. We, we find a fisher, new shit all the time. Some fishermen just like catching shrimp found some weird fucked up thing. Uh, I mean, they thought the coelacanth was dead <laughs> for millions of years, and that thing got caught, and then another one washed up on the shore. Like, there's so many fish out there that that are just fucking wild. See the anglerfish? Yeah, dude, those things are sweet. Things well, are and then crazy. I even saw something. I think it was Wolverines. Wolverines were the first. The superhero from Marvel? No, the <laughs> the Tasmanian indigenous animal. I don't know if they come from Tasmanian. Tasmanian devil. Um, <laughs> but they actually give off. They, they're bioluminescent. Really? In the, if you in, looking at them in the they right glow filter, in the dark. they looking through the right filter, they they glow in the dark. They give off a bioluminescence. Aliens, bro. Aliens. I love how he also okay. said a group of aliens. What what thing that exists right now that you know in your brain, what would you say is alien? LeBron James. That's weird. <laughs> I think that no. they're around us. They're, they look just like us. They're just disguised. Like you think there's people walking yeah, around people us? Yeah, people that no, are fucking aliens. No. I think octopus. Know. Octopus. That's some HP Lovecraft. Because the, the, they, what is the thing we, 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 I think, was it me and you that talked about this off podcast once? Uh, octopus, or maybe me and Brianna. But octopus, they, they do, when they've dissected them, they can't figure out why the fuck it's here. Nothing about an octopus has carbon life form Look on up it. octopus camouflage. The way that those guys are able to camouflage, there's oh, some, yeah. there's some great but raw have video you, on have it. Have you heard that? That, no. that octopus are not like, they're bio- biologically speaking, they should not be from this planet. Just because they don't have the same the 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 way they breathe, the innards, everything about it is not like go any other uh, any other uh, mammal or fish or anything. You gotta go to a video. Pictures don't do it justice. Well, no, no, like just anyone octopus camouflage. Well, just the, the way that those way things can, can camouflage. Yeah. It's it's kind of creepy, but I'm just saying. Octopus. I have, but Octo- I haven't. I, I, haven't guess, I haven't read the. I was. I was. I was thinking like, octopi is or, pretty fun. As the late Sean Connery would call his arch nemesis octopusy, because yeah. that was a film, and I can't believe they said that. <laughs> I still think the best. Like, I'll take the penis mightier. <laughs> okay, so the, I get what you're saying, Jared, but that right there doesn't look like something from space. Oh, That's, it totally. And does. and you know what it fits it too, like H.P. Lovecraft. Like, look how it's changing color. That's creepy as fuck. Look at like it's just gonna disappear. But not only changes color, but it I mean it it completely changes color. Like it goes <laughs> not, to, only changes <laughs> not only color, changes color, but completely changes color. And it's so much more rapid than what you would see with like an iguana or something like it that. It is it is a lot quicker it's like of a instant, process. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, like I think a chameleon would take a lot longer time to blend in. It's it is very instant. Like, where they're, is they're it? alien-like creatures? They're just weird. I'm telling they you, they could squeeze in tiny little holes. Like the thing with Lovecraft and Cthulhu, I'm there's a reason, man. 
Lovecraft Lovecraft knew some shit was coming. And the Scientologists. They, oh, they know some stuff too. The well, Zenuth, <laughs> Zenuth, yeah, Zenuth going to Zenuth and who's the, the DC eights? Joe Rogan was interviewing the chick. Um, she was uh, she was just dis- explaining how she got to this certain level where she could be revealed the answers. Her thetans, her thetans, <laughs> and they like they handcuffed her to a briefcase and like walked her through all these different I rooms. I fucking believe it. That's a pickup line. We're a match made. And in then heaven. she gets to this this last room and they open the briefcase with her this this high ranking individual and it's she reads she reads Fisher. just paper the sheet of paper that tells her that her body is made up of hundreds of thousands of souls beings yeah souls i mean if you, she, think, if you think about it that's what matter is yep it's just it's bizarre and it's so fucking every, stupid every piece of religion may have a little bit of truth to it maybe uh, every lie has a kernel of truth to it. it might it might we'll talk about that here in a little bit do we want to hit that last flavor of the week, or are we going to go straight to our main topic? I think we just go straight. To I think we should just go straight to the main topic as well. I do too. Top three Christmas movies, gentlemen of all time. We'll so, start with one. And y'all are going to hate me for this, especially you. I think Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. It's just oh not. no, no, it's just no, not. We'll go, we'll it's go really full, not we'll go full Christmas. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. Christmas movies. Not a movie that was released because it ha- took place during right. Christmas time. Right. Like it's just not. A, I like when I think of a Christmas movie because I love Christmas. I really do. Yeah. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Uh, my number one is Christmas Vacation. Nothing beats that, in my opinion. You're supposed to start with number three. We'll um, go with number ones. Number three. Yeah. Okay. Well, we well, already got uh, your number well, one. Well, I'm gonna pee anyway, so that means you could skip me for one. Okay. I'll go number three yeah. is uh, Home Alone. Okay, so I'm gonna piggyback on your three and go with my three, which is Home Alone two. And we we watched both this past weekend. I like them me both. Me too. I love those movies. Guest They're celebrity so Ding Dang Dong stay at the world famous Plaza Hotel for reservations called nine five five seven thousand. I did see a rated R. Or a meme that said looking for Home Alone 4 or whatever, Home Alone the, the Return, and it's him, it's him, and his family goes off, and it's him in the loan of the home, Kevin, and the wet bandits come back, but it's all rated R. So it's like a little bit of a saw thing in like it. it. You know, Shall we play a game? That James, would be- what would be your number three? Probably Elf. I like Elf. Um, Will Ferrell is one of my favorite actors of all time, and we watched that last night with the kids. Every year, I just like to watch it. It's, Elf, it's funny. It's Elf got is, a lot of really good humor in it. It's yeah. good. Yeah, I, I, I like Elf. Elf I is like Elf. Uh, good. Uh, two, I really, really, really fucking love Jingle All the Way. <laughs> with with yeah. with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and Sinbad. I'm looking for Turbo Man. Have you seen him? He's, they put him in everything. Dude. My God, Arnold back in the day. And, and what's like, funny is like Turbo Man now, like that's PS5 today. I saw a meme yesterday. It was yeah. like, you, you can't find a PS5. How did you like finding this fucking thing? And it was Turbo Man. <laughs> Turbo, see, I, I remember seeing Jingle All the Way in movie, in, in the theaters. Uh, but it, it's, it, it didn't make my top three. But I, I've honestly, that's not a movie that I've really watched consecutively. And I think, I think I'm doing myself a disservice. Sinbad's in that. It, it's, it's funny. Like, me and my wife have like quotables from that movie. Um, there's this part where he acts like he has this bomb, Sinbad, mm-hmm. and he throws it, and it blows up, and it really was a bomb. And it was kind of like, you know, the old school Acme 
like kind of thing. It really was a bomb. And, and Sinbad just walking off the camera and he goes, man, this is, it was a bomb. Man, there's some sick people. There's a sick world with some sick people in it. As he's doing the most fucked up shit the As whole As he movie. is basically a terrorist <laughs> that entire film. Did you, did you watch that What film? movie is it? Jingle, Jingle all, all the, the way. way. Were you not paying attention to any of that? And Sinbad. No, he did. I just don't okay. think he's seen that movie really. <gasps> I've probably seen it. I don't remember movies that I've seen as a kid. Like as that a kid. you hadn't watched more than once. Oh, I yeah, get that. that. I, that's, that I can respect that. Can't. What about what's your number two? Probably a nightmare before Christmas. Ooh, very good, very good. Very My good. girls have fallen or fallen in love with that show, with that movie. Like it's 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 on the playlist every week. I we watch I, it at least once a week. I totally respect you for that because I know you as a person, you genuinely like that. I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas is like the Ramones of movies. People like to say they like it just to say that they like that movie. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the trendy, And people, like, people wearing Misfits t-shirts don't have a fucking clue who Danzig or the Misfits are. Nope. You know what I mean? So I, like I get that. I get that. I think a lot of people. And, and, and Nirvana t-shirts and too. And I said earlier this year, uh, I, I talked about Christmas movies. I think people like to say they like think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And it's a good movie. I like Die Hard. I think Die Hard What too, makes it a Christmas movie? Because it takes place during Christmas time. Like Christmas That's night. all. Like it's, it's Christmas Eve, I think, is when the, the, the terrorist attack happens. Which is like Nakatomi it's a wonderful, wonderful wor- world. It's they, a wonderful life. Uh, whatever it is, they people think. That's not a Christmas movie, and then how's that think not it a, is Christmas, a Christmas? How is that not that? I've heard it both ways. That's that's like in my if I had to give an honorable mention, I love that movie, um, and it, it for for the time that it came out has some deep undertones about uh, suicide and mental health. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is a great Christmas movie. I they, I, that's I I more of a were, Christmas Christmas movie than Die Hard. I thought I saw that they were not saying Die Hard's not good. I love Die Hard. Yeah. I love all of them. I just I've heard that's people not say movie. it's not a Christmas movie, and I'm like. I th- Thought it was. I mean, yeah. Back when I I've never heard anybody say it's a Wonderful Life's not a Christmas movie. That's weird. Like that's straight up a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's like What's, saying Shaun of the Dead is a horror movie. What was your number two? I don't remember. Did I only say Home Alone too? Yeah, that's all you've got. So okay, far. so my number two would be. I, I, I'm factoring in the fact that I have kids now and that we watch this one more. So it used to be my number one. And now it's my number two because I have kids that I watch the movie my number one more with. My number two is uh, Bill Murray Scrooged. Okay, yeah, I loved that movie that, growing up. That w- that is like if I want to if I want to share with somebody the Christmas story. Yeah, I would give them Scrooge. Yeah, one hundred. Or if I didn't give them that one, have you seen the Disney one with uh, Jim Donald? No, the Donald Duck one where yes. they, they do that with uh, it was the Grandpa Duck Duck Tales. Yeah. They did. They had a Christmas special of uh, the Christmas story, which is uh, Scrooge and and uh, you know getting visited by the Christmas spirits. And Mickey Mouse plays the Scrooge's pittance person yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's we, a good we, one. he has like Tiny Tim. Yeah, is like a, his little baby, his kid. Yeah, yeah. It's that's that, a good that that's a that one's good, good one. That's a good one for kids to get them into that. Yeah. But I think it, the best representation of the Christmas story as an adult would be Scrooge by yeah. Bill Murray. That's that's good. What's your number one, Jared? Uh, Elf. Elf is your number yeah, one. Elf is my number okay. one. It has it has turned into my number one just because it's just funny. I I'm gonna. This is gonna it's weird you funny. both out. I've never watched that movie from start to finish. Really, I, I just never liked it. It's funny. I love Will Ferrell. 
I don't like that movie, and I don't know why. Miles Finch, the little yeah. person. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. Part's um, funny. Uh, t- Tyrion Lannister's in it. Yeah, he's like his boss, right? <laughs> no, he he. So he essentially he gets called in to save to bail him out. He's a publisher. He's uh, like James oh, Conn's a publisher. I, I've seen yeah. that scene. Call me an elf one more time because oh, he's a mad little elf. Or yeah, something. he's an angry elf. Yeah, angry elf. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a good movie. I I probably need to sit down and watch it. I probably can with Peyton maybe this weekend watch it with him. But Will Ferrell's a perfect actor. Oh, to he fill did that he character. did great in that that film. Um, I, I like it just because it's it's not about Santa. It's not about that. It's just about Christmas it's just about time. him. It's about Christmas. It's, it's about, about family. What, what it feels and, like to believe in that. Yeah, the Christmas and that, spirit that came out when we were in high school. Yeah, that yeah. movie aged well. It did. Yeah, and, and uh, well. uh, what's his name? Uh, Bob Newhart is in that, isn't he? Isn't he like the little yeah? He's old, Santa. No. Oh yeah. No. No. Yeah. He's, old, he's Papa old, Elf. Oh yeah. Papa Elf is what his Bob name Newhart, is. Bob Newhart, a very very old actor. Um, great show. I remember watching that on Nick at Bob Night. Newhart I know show. you did too. Yeah. That was one of the great... That and Taxi on, on Nick um, at Night. Wonder Fuck, Years. Fuck, we're old. Yeah. Good Did you ever God, watch Taxi Wonder Years? On, yes, but Taxi... <laughs> I'm thinking about... That was yeah. shit in the 70s that we watched when we were kids. Yeah, man. We're getting old. God. Um, oh, I know. My back hurt the other day laying down for like 20 minutes. So before yeah. we, need, we need to do a music video. Uh, I you need to pee number ones. Well, I know. I but said I my number pee. one. You I didn't talk, say you yours. Did. Well, uh, so Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Chevy Chase. Um, it's got so many quotes. Me and my uncles and my dad, like we all grew up watching Christmas Vacation. I probably watched that movie. Probably. I'm, I've watched it once since Thanksgiving. I'm probably going to watch it two more times before Christmas. Um, it just has so many great lines. And if you haven't really sat down and watched that movie as an adult, you'll definitely appreciate it more. <clears throat> this is Have my. Have you ever really sat down and watched Christmas Vacation? Yeah, it's great. I love that movie. This is my ugly Christmas sweater that I had to purchase because I I have one ugly Christmas sweater and it's really inappropriate and we're doing one for school and so this is the one I decided to purchase. That's that's nice. I oh, like that. Yeah. It's got it's the uh, for those listening it's the uh, box art basically. <coughs> if you own Christmas Vacation on DVD, it's it's yep. Chevy Chase being electrocuted in the Santa outfit. Um, but uh, uh, Tim Tim Brown. Uh, we were messaging on Facebook today, and, and there's a scene where he's inside the mall trying to figure out shopping presents, yeah. and he's flirting with the mm-hmm. the lady, and and he's so mesmerized by her hotness. And she's she, really hot. She has a great body. She has an ugly face. She looks like a chipmunk. But uh, they're in that scene, and he's like uh, just mesmerized by her, and, and she goes, uh, you know, uh, she says something, and he goes. Uh, Tis the season to be merry, and and she goes, oh, that's my name, and he's he's just like, oh, no shit, <laughs> yeah, no, so fucking hot, doesn't give a shit, and like she's showing like half her ass, uh-huh. and then like see these pantyhose right here, no lace, there's no line, you yeah, can't no see line. the line, and his son Russ pulls up next to him, and he doesn't even realize it, and he's like, yeah, see Russ, there's no line, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how's it feel? It's a tad bit nipply. <laughs> Nippy nipple? Did I say nipple? <laughs> like Clark, the little the little lights aren't twinkling. Like just all the little <laughs> shitters full. And cousin Eddie and just I yeah. that is that's that's the best vacation movie. And the one that a lot of people hate is the second best. I think Vegas Vacation. Vegas is Vacation hilarious. is the second best. It's a without yeah, a doubt. Uh, hands down. Hands yeah, down. Vegas Vacation is hilarious. This bread pudding is extra runny tonight. So we've got some of the Christmas yellow. Vacation. <laughs> We've got Elf. So what's your number one? Yeah. We haven't heard yours. Yeah. The Santa Claus. 
Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. We watched one. that today. Yeah, that was my one. honorable mention. That's that's up there. Yeah. And then I think Jim Carrey's The Grinch is up there too. I I've never seen. That's one that I've never seen. You would like start it. to end. You would like it. My my kids like the new Grinch, the one from last year with Benedict. I haven't seen that. Yeah. It's not bad. It's I heard right. that. I heard that one is just too much. Like the. It's just like basically they reanimated the original. I don't, but yeah. if you watch, because like, yeah. I like the original, the How the Grinch Stole yeah. Christmas, the little 45-minute TV special that CBS always showed. Like those three, the CBS, the Grinch, uh, Rudolph, mm-hmm. and, and Frosty, mm-hmm. those right there have to be up there, and then Charlie Brown's Christmas. Yeah. But I wouldn't consider them the movies. Those, no. are, the, those are specials. You watch them. Those are traditions. Like you've got to watch at least one of those, right? But, yeah. but uh, Jim Carrey's The Grinch, it, it's insane how... For the time that that movie came out, how high quality level of detail that they put into that and how he portrayed that character, it it, it almost seems like something you would have thought would come out today uh, because of the quality of it. I it, need to it's watch very it. it's very good. I need your, to get your into kids it. your kids would love that. So I need to get into that one. What is that one, Mister Frost? Jack Frost. Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Oh yeah, with uh, with Batman. Michael Keaton's in that. Right? He you, he becomes Jack Frost. You know the one that I really hate. What's the one with the stupid kid and his fucking little toy gun and the big fat black glasses? <laughs> thick, that that kid, you know what I'm talking about. It's called the Christmas Story or something like that. Oh yeah, that yeah, movie with the, sucks. With the Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, that movie's so boring. To, to me, that fits more along with people saying, "Oh yeah, I like this movie because just I, to say, just they to like say it. I like that it. movie's I think that, boring as fuck. Yeah, and I hate that movie. I agree. And, and I think I think you're right. I, think, I agree. I think that and Nightmare Before Christmas. Kind of are the same people. They like to say they like something just to say they like yeah. it. I want to be. I want to be that ass. guy. That movie sucks yeah. ass. That movie. Remember when it used to play all fucking day? Miracle I don't, on I don't know. I don't, no, no. It was it was a Christmas story. It used oh, to play yeah. back when I had cable. It would be on all. No, I didn't day. like it. I never liked no. it. It's boring. It I sucks. tried. It's I really funny. did try. It's not funny. It's not cute. Home Alone is a much better Home Alone movie yeah. than Home Alone. a Christmas story. Uh, I'm going to go to the restroom. Y'all are going to play my music video, aren't you? We are going to play your music video. You can talk about it. I'll talk about it here in a minute. Be back. What are we listening to, James? Well, we're going to listen to one of my favorite songs and a notoriously popular Texas rock band. I wouldn't say that they're in the category of punk or, or maybe even they could be an alternative rock. I think you would call them alternative. They are the Toadies. And Tyler and Possum Kingdom are two of my favorite songs of all time. And I've got to go see them at Hoots a couple years ago, which was awesome. They usually come to Amarillo maybe once every two or three years. But here is Tyler and the Toadies. All right, the video. Creepy as hell to begin with. Well, the video's not playing. Now it is. The upside down smile with lipstick. Some dude. But this is just a, it's a quality song. It's I a mean, great song. Yeah. They're like in an abandoned house with the light shining through the 
the windows, boarded up windows, some maniac just running around. Is this song about what we think it's about? Yes or no? Um, it certainly is not about something that is wholesome. It's I think, dark. I, it's it's definitely um it's definitely forceful. Kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah. In the lunatic in the video with the goggles on, he's obviously a maniac, lost his mind. And then there's a maybe might be a corpse in the woods. So it's all up to interpretation. You don't really know what's going on. I mean, it, it just—it certainly seems like. I mean, there can. There's lots of ways that you can take it. You could take it as she's being kidnapped. You could take it as she's in an abusive relationship. I mean, it's certainly not. I mean, there's nothing. It's it's a good beat and good song. But yeah, when you really sit there and you isolate and look at the lyrics, I mean, it's it's fucked up. It's pretty cut and dry, right? Like what what the <laughs> intention of the uh, substance. It's like song. it's like Ben Folds Five's Brick, like that song is clearly about leaving and going and getting an abortion, and this is clearly about some kind of. But they deny that it's about rape. I don't think it's about rape, but I don't think it's about a wholesome relationship or a wholesome encounter. Clearly, I mean, there's there's a fear aspect to it. Even even just the song itself, as it begins, it's a little bit of a fearful, you know. It's about... So as Joseph walks in, we were just talking about um, what we think the interpretation of this is. Is it about rape? Is it about an abusive relationship? Is it about... The song is totally about rape. It's about... But like I said, they deny that. Oh, that's fine, but... (laughs) Yeah. That's fine, but... It's about... Maybe not necessarily no fuck that it's about rape it's about it's about viewing someone that you're incredibly attracted to and stalking them and and sneaking into their house there's no other interpretation to it right it could be i mean they could you could take it as literal or figurative bit i sneak through the window it could be a fantasy pour myself too. a beer and that's that's the thing too like it could be a fantasy but i sneak through the window stumble in the hallway i will be with her tonight i will be with her tonight we, we can go to Mexico. Like, it almost sounds like he's going to kill her. Yeah, we talked about kidnapping. Could have been the possibility. It's about rape. I, I, don't, I don't care what the toadies say. There's no other interpretation about the song. It's an amazing song. I love singing it. I love hearing it and playing it karaoke That's a and great things like song, that. yeah. I, I love Tyler. It's the best toadies song. It's and people like Possum Kingdom better, but... I like Tyler. I like Tyler. I think, I think, I think Possum song. Kingdom's more the one that's more mainstream, and so that's what everybody on make. Oh, is. yeah, I like Possum Kingdom. I went to Possum Kingdom back when I was in high school. We went to there toadies. all the time. But, you know, they're from the Fort Worth area, and Possum Kingdom is, is around that those neck of the woods. So that's kind of the premise behind the naming of the song. And You know, this could be a song if you – I mean, and I'm, I'm just basing this on that one scene that we just saw at the end. Um, it could be – a scene about schizophrenia could be yeah i mean that's what i feel like possum kingdom is their songs are very like what were you on mental health front and center yeah. i feel like yeah 
Rubberneck the album is great. Yep. I love it from start yep. to finish. It's it's a good album. There's they, not, been going there's on not a lot of albums that are just start to finish great. That's one of them. I think Americana is one of them. Americana, yeah. I think Metallica's Black is one of them. Mm. Green Day's Dookie. Mm-hmm. Dookie. <laughs> Blink-182, which Dude one? Ranch. Dude Ranch. Yeah. Oh, like are you saying they're most Enema iconic? Of the State. They're most iconic Enema of the State. Yeah. yeah. No, but just, just albums that you start them and you don't have to you don't have to you can just listen yeah nirvana's never mind i can never mind is good i can do that with pretty much everybody we've talked about all of their albums um 50 cents in the club single (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) hey uh that 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 album was really good his first album was uh yeah had a lot of really good songs on it marshall mathers lp okay so moving on you know we're talking about music getting into music videos and things like that you know we talked about movies Let's. We gave our top three Christmas movies. What are our top three Christmas songs? James, let's go from three to one. Oh, my. If you could give me your number three, or if you want me, I'll start. I'll give one. If you, um, if you don't have one off the top of your head. I know I kind of threw that on you. Run, Rudolph, Run, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Run, Run, Rudolph. Uh, but that's not the name run, of the song, run, though, is Rudolph. it? It's called something Can else, isn't it? Run, Rudolph, Run. I thought it was like it had a name. I had a name. <laughs> oh, Jim Crow. Crouchy, crouchy. Yeah, Run, Rudolph, Run. Okay, yeah. Run, Run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to town. Like, that yeah. That song I can't hear without thinking about the, the airport scene from Home Alone. When I hear that song, yeah. I know Christmas is upon us. The Christmas spirit, the Christmas season, if you okay. will. Okay. Jared, a number three. <sighs> okay. So, I know what I want to say, but I'm going to get made fun of, so I'm not, no, I'm just going to say Mariah, Mariah Carey. Carey. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, say it. No, it's not, it. it's not. It's not. It's, it's rocking around the Christmas tree. God damn it. You got to take Brenda Lee for me. <laughs> you son of rocking a bitch. A, that was my beer. Rocking around. <laughs> I thought you had one. No, I'm hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Hey, no, what is it? It's Christmas right time, here. right? Tis the season of giving. <laughs> Bitch, you gave it to him. Give me this goddamn beer. <laughs> That's the one you want, really? Bah humbug. Might as well. I opened it, right? <laughs> I'll get one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got no. No, talk about Brenda Lee. And no, why just, you stole okay. it from me. It's uh, it was the, right here. I gave it to you because I don't have a can, a bottle opener over here. I didn't communicate that well. Fair enough. Um, that's that's exactly why. Because when I when I hear that song, I automatically go go back to Home Alone too. Yeah, for all the great I'm dreaming of a life. I mean, yeah, I get that. I'm yeah. just mad you took. That I know. I'm sorry. Was that going to be your number three, or was that going to be further up on the list? It's probably going to be further up. Okay. Okay. Well, you can still get to it. We we'll had some see. overlapping we'll on Christmas movies, see. but yeah, no, it's that's just another one that it's fun to sing. It's relevant. It's actually Christmassy. It's not one thing that can Is that yours. Yeah, that can go back and forth. You know where it's, okay. uh, yeah, but yeah, keep, you can't find yours. Uh, oh God! God damn it! <laughs> my phone in the shitter. I think. Oh God! Shitter's full. Shitter's anyway, full. I can just wing this. Um, my number three. Since you took Brenda Lee. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with um, who? Who is it? I think it's Bing Crosby. Maybe uh, it's beginning to look a lot Lord like Christmas. Christmas. Toys, Toys in every star. star. <laughs> 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 
And yeah, that thing that will make them real. So that's your number three. That's number three. Okay. That's number three. What's your number two, James? Um, your horns. <laughs> my God. I would have to say Nat King Cole. Ooh, <laughs> some champagne on your face. <laughs> what is it, a Christmas song? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, that's a good one. I can't hear Nat King Cole without ever thinking of Dave Chappelle ever again. I know, right? He fucked that up. A yep. Nat King Cole Christmas, baby. Coming at you. We put some crystal in your face. <laughs> some eggnog in your face. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, Nat King okay, Cole. Okay, yeah. That's Number a good two. One. J. Um, I, I'm afraid I'm going to take another one of Jay yours. Jay So I kind of want you to go first. No, go ahead. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Yep, that was my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. That's um, fine. Yeah. But it's it, it, like Christmas songs, you, you only have like 10 yeah. that are yeah. tolerable, yeah. right? The rest are just shit. You know, I'll tell you which one I fucking can't stand is that goddamn, and it's from working in fucking United <laughs> for five and a half years. I swear to God, if I have to hear that fucking... We'll be having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time. time. Fuck yeah. you, Paul McCartney. That song, Kiss <laughs> hey, My I Dick. I like that one. So this is Christmas. Like, like and, then, and then the, what's the Wham one? Last year, I gave you my heart. But I'd uh, rather hear that yeah. than Paul McCartney fucking. Yeah. We'll be having, I want to shoot my fucking head off. Like, I hate that fucking song. You need maracas with that song. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll leave Jingle Bell Rock at number one. Uh, Brenda Lee probably would have been my number two. But it's in the show. But I can't help but have this be in the top five. You're a mean one. Oh, yeah. Mr. Grinch. You really are an eel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. That is a good one. Yeah, that, that, that's that's got to be And there's, there's nobody. I, I, a lot of songs can be remade and sound just as good or better. Nothing will ever beat that one. I think as far as the times go... And where we are in the millennia that we see, like today and everything, uh, Mariah Carey's, uh, what is it? Her yeah, that, that's Estella's favorite song. But I'm saying, like, that is the Christmas that time. is like as soon as Thanksgiving ends, that song is fucking playing mm-hmm. at every department store, yeah. every grocery store, every convenience yeah. store. Yeah. And she makes a shit ton of money every year. Oh, can we do something real quick for the podcast? Yeah. Look Always. up uh, what is uh, she did the original version of it in a movie, Judy Garland. Um, oh, oh, somewhere over the rainbow. No, 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 no. The, it's a Christmas <laughs> song. No, um, Judy Garland, somewhere over the rainbow. Judy Garland. Um, look it up, James. It's uh, God damn it. <laughs> oh fuck. It's so. What is the name of the song? It's the most popular Christmas song. Uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, okay, yeah. look that up from on YouTube. That version of her song, or just play it. Listen to these lyrics and think about 2020. Okay, okay. So, because every other version of this song is kind of a little bit more. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, Judy Julie Garland's version is just so somber, and when you think about it, 
in 2020 terms of 2020 someday soon we'll all be together until then we'll just have to muddle through it just hits a little bit like, uh, i'm i'm ready for that so get right yourself now. in the mood to think about how fucked up 2020 has been and listen to this song have yourself a merry little christmas let your heart be Next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. She does a lot of falsettos. Yeah. Next year all I think she sounds so somber because she was fucked up on barbiturates this whole time. (laughs) Like just thinking about how you used to be able to go do things with everybody and not having that anymore. Friendsgiving. This... It does hit a little bit harder. This shit hit hard as fuck. <laughs> so, good job, yeah. Judy, yeah. with your fine ass 1944. She got okay. pretty heavy there after she went into left started heart failure from all yeah. the barbiturates. <laughs> She's, she took so many of them motherfuckers, that's why that drug is no longer legal in this country. Well, you've both said you're number one, right? No. Yeah. You did. Ostensibly, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you're on. We need your number two or one. Because it started no, with you. two. He needs one. You need one. Yeah. I like White Christmas. A lot of artists cover White Christmas. But are you talking about, I think yours is the Home Alone with the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Otis Redding. Oh. White Christmas. Okay. Otis Redding. Otis Redding. I've heard that one. What's I the like one I was thinking Otis of? Redding. I think that was like Bing Crosby or something. Yeah. Like, uh, I was going with you, man. Sorry. Otis Redding, man. Sitting on the dock of the bay. That. That's such a great Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if I've heard this version. Dreaming of a white, white Christmas. He's a kid, it isn't he? He's got that soul, man. Just like the one that I used to know. He sings like he's getting a blowjob. <laughs> Just it's beautiful. It's Hi. Oh. Treetops. Treetops, treetops. Oh, Otis. Hey, Otis. Otis, day in the night. <laughs> he gives that. Oh, oh man. yeah. He gives that soul to it. I like it. I like yeah. that version. That is a good yeah. one. That is a good one. Well, guys, we are less than 13 days away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. What is the one to end this podcast? What is the one gift you never got as a kid that you wish you would have that everybody else got? Can you can you think of anything off the top of your heads like something that was popular that you never got? 
Something I really wanted as a kid that I never got was a four-wheeler. I don't know why, but I really wanted a four-wheeler back then. Now I have no desire to own never, one. Yeah. But back then, that was like one of the things that were was always out of reach that I that I always dreamed of having and just never got one. What about you, Jared? I'm John the Blank. I, I remember getting a Duncan yo-yo one year when yo-yos were like mm. the shit. Remember oh, there was we a like middle a very, school. They were the shit. There was like mm-hmm. a very brief period of time where the yo-yo came back. Yep. And I finally got this badass old school looking Duncan yo-yo. It was when DMX's Rough Riders album came out. That's yeah, so we odd compilation of Batman <laughs> Forever soundtrack. 99, 2000, 2001. I, I remember getting that. I use I got Pokemon cards that I had asked for. I do remember one year getting scratch offs. <laughs> as a child, <laughs> as a child, did you fuck it all up? Yeah. Like, uh. I, no, I'd, I'd done them before because we used to always get them from Allsips because uh, they didn't give a fuck in small towns. <laughs> um, you know what? Cool. So sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just I, I just. That was a, that was a great Christmas. Do you remember? You know what's cool about scratch or not? Do you remember? But do you, you know what's cool about scratch offs? Remember that I didn't know until like maybe recently. You don't even have to scratch the fucking thing off. Yeah, you just scratch yeah. off the fucking barcode, barcode and yeah. scan you it. You don't even have to do that. You can just buy it and say, "All right, did I win?" And yeah. they'll do it for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you earn your ten fifty. Yeah. <laughs> you scratch my shit off for me. Exactly. You want to get paid fifteen dollars an hour? Scratch this scratch off all. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been a great episode. Oh, I didn't say my number one song. Yes, you did. You gave like five. No. Okay, what's your number one? That's just here. It's Silent Night. Oh, you had to go Jesus see on us. It was, it's Jesus. <laughs> and Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that version. Silent Night, you guys. That motherfucking song will fucking put you to sleep. But that's going to wrap up 32nd episode of Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. I am James Fairchild. I'm Jared Scott. All is calm. Round yon virgin in the lamb, in the blood of the lamb. I'm Joseph King. Peace.